When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is our great pleasure on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club to be joined by former Test Cricket captain and Australian cricket great Steve Watt. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. How are you? Good morning, boys. How are you going? Hey, legend. What's happening? Hey, hey, let's let Doug I'm take per- over. I'm let's let Doug take over. My golf partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah Doug, I know you're a good golf partner, Doug. You're- Take you any day. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you'd let him down Cronulla. I'm not sure if he'd be future any trees down yeah. there for you, Doug, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Just hit him low. So yeah. tell us, Tugger, um, you've done an awesome uh, charity walk. What was 100Ks in four days, mate? How was, how'd you pull up after that? Oh, mate, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, you know, silly, stupidly, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be involved in that because I'm part of the Laurie's World Sports Academy and, and part of what we do is a Sport for Good Foundation, which has 250 projects in 50 countries. So raising money for that. They said, why don't you come on a desert walk? I said, oh, sounds like a good idea until I didn't read the fine print. Mate. It was about 10 hours a day in 38-degree heat, walking <laughs> through two days through deserts and two days through um, wadis, which are full of rocks and um, and crevices and things you can trip over. So it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But um, I pulled up okay, just a little bit sore. A little bit. Of the, <laughs> the fact it said desert walk on the, yeah, on, the, on, the, burning. the on the on the initial message, the fact it said desert walk didn't give it away, that it was going to be pretty tough. Well, yeah, I knew it would be tough, but I didn't know it was going to be that level. It was, um, yeah, long days. Uh, but we were some great people. Um, Sir Chris was a good mate of mine, the six-time six gold medal cyclist for UK. And um, there was, um, we met some really interesting people, um, an astronaut who was on the trip who'd done five missions to space. Um, so there's some really good people to talk to and a couple of other academy members and 100 other people raising money. So um, it sort of made the days go by reasonably quickly. Uh, Steve, just in... In regards to that, um, I just want to quickly go back to the to the World Cup, and you mean uh, a captain of the Australian yep. cricket side. Um, disappointing uh, for a home World Cup, and it's the year of the World Cup. There's World Cups going on everywhere. To have a home World Cup yep. and to be as disappointing uh, as what it was as a captain, how would you have gone about the probably the the postscript to the World Cup and 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 the fallout from that? Mm. Yeah, I can understand a little bit. I mean, we, we did the same thing in the 92 World Cup. Uh, it was in Australia and New Zealand. We missed the semifinals by a point. And, um, yeah, it was a massive um, shock, really. And um, you expect to do well well, well in Australia. Um, but, um, yeah, that was, um, you know, we didn't, um, we missed out there. And I think it's the same with this side here. You're sort of, you're so excited about um, playing in front of your home crowd and big expectations. Sometimes um, you maybe take your eye off the ball a bit and not focus on the cricket. You sort of, look at the bigger picture too much and think, oh, I've got to win the Home World Cup. Mm. And you forget the way you normally play. And Australia looked um, a little bit flat during this, this T20 World Cup. They didn't play with the same energy and bigger that they normally do. And um, that was disappointing to see from the sidelines. And we expected more, I think. And uh, particularly reigning world champions, even though they only held for 12 months, um, wasn't one of our better performances. So they've got to look back and work out why that happened. Um, and the captain was obviously a bit out of form. Maybe that uh, threw them out of the game plan, out of sync a little bit. But... Um, you know, no one really stepped up and um, and took the bull by the horns. You saw New Zealand in the first match that Finn Allen really started the, the day off really well, and that was sort of set their tone. So no one really did, did the frustrate. So you've got to say they were disappointing. 
And do you think, obviously, with that, mate, obviously there's a bit of noise you've seen around with the Langer stuff and everything like that. Do you reckon just everyone kind of, you know, when you played and when you captained and same with myself, when everyone's on the same page and everyone's in, in the same kind of group, it, it works well. Do you reckon that's just kind of what's crept in a bit? Everyone's got different opinions about, you know, coaches, captains, mm. playing. Yeah. Do you reckon that's kind of crept into the game or just crept into the squad that can make it a bit everyone's kind of walking on eggshells, if, if you want to say it that way. Yeah, it looks a bit that way. I mean, there's just been too much negative stuff around the cricket team for the last 12 months. I mean, it's still ongoing. So you've got to quieten down that noise and get on the job with playing cricket. That's what they're best at is playing cricket. So the external stuff, um, when that gets too much airplay, then uh, you definitely get distracted. So um, obviously the Langer situation was disappointing. I'm a good friend of Justin. And I'm surprised the way he exited the Australian coaching job. I mean, he did what he was supposed to do and, got the credibility, I guess, back and respect and then they started winning and all of a sudden he's not there. So that, to me, was strange. Um, I don't really know the reasons. I think everyone else out there is probably asking the same questions. So that was unsettling and hasn't really um, calmed down since. I mean, the only way the Australian team can settle things down is by winning on the field. So yeah. you got a chance against West Indies and then South Africa. But, um, yeah, the last six months for cricket, there hasn't been too many good stories out there. It's just one of those things, isn't it, mate? Like just performance and, you know, numbers take care of everything and after the World Cup they've obviously started a lot better winning the three one days and moving into test mm. series and you know the one day series coming up and as you said like there's another Ashes next year so there's lots and lots of cricket I think guys mm. are just going to have to be heads down bums up getting wickets mm. and runs and, and as you said it, it kind of just fizzles out all that negative talk Yeah there's a lot of cricket on it's hard to follow I mean as a spectator mm. it's very hard to keep up with it the three one days against England seems um, a bit insignificant really I mean what were they playing for and you know, there wasn't big crowds. I think the, the public sort of, you know, almost overdosed on cricket. So um, you, you want the special series to be iconic, like the Ashes and against India at the moment. So they're coming out, which is exciting. But, um, yeah, it's hard to sort of follow the Australian side because every time they play, they've got a different team in the field. So for mm. fans and spectators, it's, it is hard to make a connection because you're not sure who's playing. So, you know, I don't know if it's anyone's fault, but, um, you know, you, you need that consistency in the Australian side. You want to know who's in the side every game. And you want to sort of, be following it closely. It's really hard to do that right now. Steve, I'm really interested in your thoughts here. You're well-renowned for being one of the greatest captains in, in Australian sport. Given the way that the sporting landscape is now, particularly in cricket, but all over the world, some of these Australian cricket players uh, would play for potentially three, four, maybe five different teams mm. and coaches and leadership groups throughout the season. Back when you were uh, the captain of the Australian cricket team, you probably had to captain maybe 20 players throughout the whole year and they were they all, everyone played the yep. the test match format yep. and the one day is now as a leader you've you've got someone say Dougie's going he's playing in Mumbai and he's going to the, the West Indies mm. and and mm. they're all bringing back different ideas going well that's not how we mm. did it in the West Indies yeah. and that's not how mm. we did it in in the IPL and that's not how I do it for New South Wales. How do you think that uh, would sort of affect the leadership group of the Australian cricket team? Yeah, that's no, a good point. Um, you're right because yeah, it leads a bit uh, a bit unsettling. You're right. You've got different captains on different styles, and you obviously perform better under some, and you think you got better ideas than others. And um, yes, that, it's hard to be uniform. It would be hard to be, um, I guess, the captain of the Australian side because you're right. You've got a lot of opinions, and they've been exposed a lot more than uh, the teams I played under. We're you're right, there was pretty much one captain that was it. So he knew what the style was and how you're going to play and knew the personalities. But, um, yeah, they're all over the place and um, it probably is a bit unsettling. So that's a good point. It hasn't really been brought up too much, but they have got um, exposure to a lot of different teams and leadership styles. And um, and maybe that is a bit unsettling uh, for, for the players. Are you liking, even going forward now, mate, are you liking how they've started these one days? Like Mitchell Stark 
swinging, back swinging the ball, really starting well. Are you liking, you know, how they've, even though it was three one days, they've mixed and matched and kind of yep. rested guys. I, I think that's good with so much cricket coming up. Are you liking what's what's going forward yeah. and the opportunities well, coming through? No, well, the positive with Steve Smith getting runs. I mean, he's yeah. the key to our batting really in Test cricket and for him to get runs and, and to say he's found his hands again, that's a good thing. I mean, he's, he's um, different to everybody else, but he knows how to score runs and he knows his style and he knows what's needed. So, that's a huge positive. Mitchell Stark, when he swings the ball, will take wickets against anyone. So, yeah, you know, for the fact that those two players have done well in the one-day series, that's that's great for Australian cricket. Um, and winning is a habit, and you win three 0 against, you know, the the reigning, um, you know, one-day champions. That's that's a good effort no matter what. So, yeah, there are good signs to come out of the one-day series. Steve, looking ahead to the summer, uh, obviously the tests, uh, the, the, they sit at the pinnacle of, of what we want to look at for our test summer. Uh, the West Indies and South Africa. How do you see those tours shaping up for those guys? Uh, look, I think we'll comfortably beat the West Indies. Um, you know, the batting's not quite up to standard against our bowling attack. Um, so I don't think that'll be, uh, you know, a, an, an issue for us. Uh, having said that, they've got some decent players, but they're not the West Indies that we used to. Um, so I think that'll get us confidence going into South Africa. South Africa probably is equally good a bowling attack as us, um, you know, with the four quicks. Um, and Marco Janssen didn't see much in T20. He's a real weapon for South Africa. You got Ningini, um, Rabada, and, and, and Nokia, so that's an excellent attack. Um, you're taking score runs; they'll be very competitive. So I think South, the South African series will be a real test to see where we're at, um, and that's um, you know that'll be interesting because both very strong bowling attacks. Um, you know, if, if the batsman from each side can get 300, get 600 runs in, in the game, then they'll put their deciding a good chance of winning. So that'll be very competitive. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Test Series, especially the one against South Africa. Steve Waugh, thanks for joining us on the Saturday Morning Miles Club. But before we let you go, have you got a story for about our great mate Doug? Surely there's, <laughs> surely just, there's something there. Just a good there, just, a, just a great person. But <laughs> no, just something I'll leave Dougie mate. He's, he's, his reputation's at stake. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. He's all on the field. So, he did. And he's my golf partner, so I'm going to let him go today. Maybe thanks, legend. Time. No worries. I'll do, See you boys. Bye, mate. Steve Wall. Yeah. Thanks, Steve Wall, joining us on the Saturday morning Mowers Club.